Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to In the Open. Hi, guys. It's another year, and we're in our third year. We took a much-needed break, but today we're going to talk about when you just don't know how to start. I want to hear your thoughts, America, but when we were talking about this, I told you that that was very interesting because COVID has been the longest freaking year, and this whole thing hasn't ended at all, and I, it, remi- it reminds me that like that when I'm in a when I'm having an episode, that is how it feels, but way more intense and shoved into like months or something like that. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and like things that I'm experiencing or feeling today because of COVID. um, And now I'm starting to think like, Oh, how does this relate to when I'm having an, an episode where I feel trapped in my brain? I like how you phrase it though. It's like COVID is, is the same year. It it does feel like it's the same it's kind of like Groundhog Day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, same day, slight changes, same day. Same grind, same anger, same fog. Yeah. It, that's not even, the fog isn't even related to like, long haul, <laughs> you know? Mm. Like, I have had brain fog from mental health episodes, and this feels similar to that. Not as intense when I'm debilitated by an episode. The fog is an extreme, but mm-hmm. I can feel what I feel in my brain and it feels like low grade of that, you know? Does it feel like heavy to you? Because I, oh. I, when I see you, I, I feel that heaviness. Oh my gosh, yes. And then, yeah. I mean, you've seen me through periods where I wasn't doing as well. And I, and I always, I've been scared in the last year that it's hard cuz when you're when you're falling into that space it's hard to know if you're going to you're going to fall in that space and one of the symptoms that's on my red flag is like not being able to to move <laughs> you know yeah like when your brain doesn't work anymore and you just don't have the capacity to do things which is why I'm so excited when I shower cuz it's a really good sign that I'm still above water let me let me share a couple of my thoughts here, because if anybody has been listening for a while, right? And if you haven't, just to frame it for you, I, I try to I try really hard to take on this like positive stance for me and for the world, right? Like we can do good things. We can do. <laughs> I, I do. I really try to do that. So we're about a month in, right? Into the year and in speaking with a lot of people they really do feel like it's the same thing nothing has really changed and so the struggle is how do i get started how do i move forward and for me you know that's really huge moving forward but then navigating that space and knowing it's not just you it's kind of like a shared, you know, there's there's a whole conversation about like shared trauma and all that stuff. This this is a little different for me. It's just a shared experience that I can tell you, like the fact that we've had to continuously adapt all the time, the fact that we don't know how to manage our emotions as well as we maybe could have everybody. 
it really is, I think, an opportunity for us to just kind of sit in that feeling and know there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you, with me. We just have to figure out how to work through it, which sucks. But that's, it is- that's where your brain is around this topic. Yes, yes. And I feel like too, and what you're saying is that if you don't know how to start, it's because you fell in a hole. Right. This is where you and I agree. And we've all been stuck in a perpetual hole since yeah. COVID. And when you have an episode, you also fall into a hole. Like it, your brain sucks you in. Mm-hmm. Let's move to your positivity because I like that. Because we can't just, I think the decision to recognize that you cannot stay in the hole. Yeah. And what's interesting about the where we are in the space is we also, like when you have a mental health problem, don't feel like you have a lot of control mm-hmm. over your situation or what you can change. And that makes it scary and makes yeah. it feel harder and powerless. Yeah, definitely. So we we agree on where we are. <laughs> Listen to you and me. We're, we literally have to talk like this because I don't think either of our brains work anymore either. <laughs> like I don't – part of being in that hole and not knowing how to start is because also your brain doesn't work. Like does does your brain work? right now <laughs> N- no it 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 works in spurts i can easily get distracted with something else like oh, super you- distracted <sighs> squirrel you know which which <laughs> then you're like oh do i have adhd and you're like no fool you don't have adhd you just are relating because your brain doesn't work because you're experiencing yeah. all these other things yeah and they're all connected you know and like i don't need to put that kind of label on it but yeah, it's oh, no inability to make a decision, mm-hmm. <laughs> inability to focus when I make a decision. Yeah. You know what comes to mind is like the little hamster that's just going on the wheel. I, I think what's important around this conversation is one of, of course, this idea of normalizing it, but then also knowing like where it's coming from. And and it is all of this stuff that's happening. In addition to each life is so unique, right? It's like your life is so different from mine and the things that push us in different directions. All the added stressors that are on your yeah, table on your are going to change exactly. the way that you can or can't start. And it's not a switch, right? You make a decision every day to start something. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we've explained where our brains are. We've explained how this is a trap, but we need to start. We know we need to start the year and we're trying to be optimistic. So if you think about, I don't know how to start, what what are your next steps so that you can start something? What can I do that's easy, that doesn't require a lot of effort? Totally agree. I have to identify something <laughs> yeah to to do and and the goal that you set is is important because it can't be too big so let's talk about yeah. some examples of some recent things that you've started i took a shower <laughs> yeah no seriously right yeah, okay it's so important i did take a shower so this could be a level up but for some folks it could be do you have food in your fridge I, and I say that with caution because for some folks going to the grocery store is like a whole thing. So Yeah. I, I love that because I feel like when people talk to people about 
goals or moving. So an example of how we set the goal too high is saying, I, I want to be healthy. <laughs> You're like, what does that even mean? I yeah. Be like, yeah, I love that. You're like, no, let's just start with, do you have food? <laughs> yeah. That is an example of how to break down a big goal into something that's more manageable. Definitely. The first thing that brought, came into my brain was like, turn on the computer, open the document. <laughs> because I was like, instead of me like, do your job. <laughs> I can see where your brain goes to, but that's like so far down the list for me. You're not doing your job? <laughs> no, not it, not immediately. Like I need like first thing. Okay. What do I need to be able to be okay? That I love that because you're talking about how you're taking care of yourself. And clearly I'm stuck in this mindset that the only value I have in my life is my work. So that says a lot. For me, it's like really important to like eat on time, eat in, and not on time. Like I don't have a set time, but I need to eat because if I don't eat, I get a headache. I get super grumpy. So I know that that's an immediate need of mine. Yeah. It's an easier thing for me to start. And so we've clarified that if you identify something you want to do, you have to break them down into meaningful, manageable tasks. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the next thing to make sure you're successful? Because my brain went to, if it really matters to me, I can't hold th that thought in my own head. <laughs> I have <laughs> to say something to somebody to hold myself accountable. Okay. Okay. You're accountability, buddy. I got it. Yeah. Because- I mean, I'm accountable to my job because I have to show up and, and like got to get the pills paid or whatever. But that's probably why it's harder for me to engage in tasks that are self-oriented mm -hmm. because I don't have a system of accountability for my own self-care. What's funny is in my brain <laughs> when you said that was like, uh, I'm going to give myself 15 minutes to play on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? Are you saying that's part of your goal for self-care? It's, I think I I missed a step where, let's say I've taken care of my most immediate kind of things. Like I'm going to shower, I'm going to eat. And then I get to a place where you are, where like, okay, I have to work. And I do work. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's opening up a document, reading through it, or reading a couple of emails. And then... I, I feel like a little bit overwhelmed that I maybe not am not able to process. Yeah. And then so I'm then like, you find yourself on Instagram. Yeah. And then I'm no, like, no. I need a break. Okay. I totally get this. I mean, the breaks are important, but I think there's a component of self-compassion here about goals because yeah. what happens is we pursue our goals and then when we get distracted, because it will happen, I promise, what happens is we feel shame. And then it derails us if we take on too much of that responsibility instead of seeing that taking breaks <laughs> is part of a growth process, mm -hmm. you know? So like I hear you feeling guilty that you're on Instagram. I'm like, or you can spend the week and just try to see like if you allowed yourself your Instagram break and not feel shame about it, do you come back and you're like, okay, good. I'm a little relaxed in my brain to be able to go continue whatever the drudgery is. <laughs> yeah, like I don't feel shame in it. I feel like... And for me, it's Instagram at the moment, but because it, it's super cold outside, mm -hmm. maybe it's me like going for a walk or something, but something that allows me to not be tied to anything that 
I have a responsibility to like, I have to respond to this thing. I have mm. to do X thing for the benefit of somebody else. Yeah, I think we're taught to feel that avoidance is a bad thing. But if you're feeling overwhelmed, avoidance is your own way of taking care of your brain's overload, right? <laughs> yeah, similarly like as procrastination, right? Like when we procrastinate something and you're just like putting it off. Another bad word, another like another word with the negative connotation to what totally. is a normalized space to say, I need a little pressure to feel like I can get motivated. <laughs> and <laughs> that's good. So that's I think good. part of starting also it requires a recognition of the way we get in our own way when we yeah. when we perceive that we're 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 falling backwards or something. There's so much in our society that we're trained to feel like if we're not progressing or moving forward and go, go, going, that we're bad. And and that really should shift because I don't think that absolutely helps oh. you sustain starting because you can start, but the goal is actually to stay in it, right? Yeah, yeah. This happens inevitably every at, – at the beginning of every year where everybody's like, oh, my God, you have to set goals. And this is what it sounds like in my head. I'm sorry, but, you know, it's like – it's going to look all nice and pretty. You have to create your, you know, the 10 things you're going to do this year. And I'm, I'm all for it. If you have set goals, dude, write them down, do whatever you need to like pop them into existence. But that does not necessarily mean if you don't have these 10 goals, these 10 things, this amazing list that you're, that there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We have to get out of our own ways. Yeah. We got to counter all that would be like, (laughs) All right, well, no, I don't got my 10 goals, but I do know that I want to do something. And and that oftentimes is enough to give us that little oomph to be like, okay, I didn't do I didn't do everything that I set out to do today, but tomorrow I could do better. Yeah. Do you have an encourager? Like when you set yourself to do something, do you have s- like we all get up to go to work because we know we have to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Getting the money to sustain a, a basic life in this world motivates us to go to work. But what motivates you to take your walk? Do you are you taking your walk? My dog, Rocco. Oh, your dog. Yeah. Rocco's like he'll come and tap me when it's ready to like low, like we got to go. So that helps. I hear so many people say that about yeah, their dogs. They're so important. I don't have a dog, but I probably only make dinner because I have to feed children. Otherwise, I would eat cereal every day for the rest <laughs> of my life. Yeah, I feel you, man. You know what, too? What, I, I feel kind of sad that I don't have an encourager. Like, I don't have somebody that's like on the sidelines being like, you can do it. But then I'm hearing myself say that. And that's not true. That's not true. Because I do. I have I have several people that do that for me. Like I talk to my mom every day. Every wow. single day. Yeah. Even if it's like for five minutes. And generally it's in the morning. I'm like, what are you up to today? What she's asking me. And then she'll like, have a great day. Aw. So she's encouraging me to do what I do. You know. I love that for you. Yeah. So I was wrong. I'm lucky. Thanks, mama. <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever listen to this. I love what you're saying because I think you're right. When I was thinking of an encourager, it's hard not to think of like a trainer. It's hard mm-hmm. not to think of a trainer, a gym trainer, where they're like, 
Well, you're going to show up and I'm going to be here with you and I'm going to motivate you to go to the gym. Yeah. And you're right. I don't have an encourager, but I have people in my life who I know encourage me and love me. And if I can remember them in my brain, maybe I would feel less down. It would help me to be encouraged. I also um, wonder if if some of these these feelings that we have is it's it's sometimes difficult to vocalize that you may be feeling this way. You and I, I think, are more adept at doing so because we just talk about anything. But other folks are just like, I I don't know how I feel, but I do know that I don't feel like right. I don't feel good. Yeah, yeah I don't I feel, feel good. Something, yeah. So let me step back to the moment because, you know, your brain is, it's really important for you to try to forget everything that happens to you that's crappy. Yeah. <laughs> I try to forget my episodes. But like, let me step back into that space when I've been, I feel like I've shared a couple times where like when you're in that really bad space and it's just so dark and deep, you need something to slap you hard. Like something that's as as powerful as the darkness that's lulling you back into that space to counter it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I I remember a couple moments where somebody I just cared about would come in and just be like, this is not okay. (laughs) Yeah. Or, (laughs) I mean, when I was young, I was a parent, you know, because they just cared enough to be like, what is wrong with you? And he needed the depth of their shaming me. To get you to act. <laughs> to be more powerful than, which is why isolation is scary. Because if you're isolating, then you're removing yourself from any opportunity for other people who do care about you to to say that to you, right? Ugh, when I was living alone, oh my gosh, it was the worst it was like I learned through a couple bouts of living alone that I should never live alone. Hmm. I am my worst roommate. I, I lived alone for a number of years and there were times I, I felt definitely cut off from the world. And then I was just like, I would be like, yo, 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 you got to snap out of this. Leave your house. Yeah. You know, and the dogs, of course, um, always are there to help. I think it's so powerful how you connect this experience that we're having to these episodes that you have had. And when you say talking about like this, this person that kind of comes in and smacks you, like in my head, it's like when they draw the curtains and it's like, dude, let in some light. Yeah. There's light outside. And that, that tiny thing can provide like a glimmer of hope, right? We've talked about that before. Yeah. You have to have hope to start. I yeah. I love that you brought up hope. You have to have hope to start. Outside of making a decision about what you want to do, you have to believe that what you're going to do is going to be good for your life. Mm-hmm. It, or that, that what you're going to do brings an end to the suffering. There's a part of you that the negotiation of hope and starting and stopping in the lull is that you you just – you have to mind trick yourself to to feeling something beyond – the time where things were suffering so you could say i have to believe enough that things are going to get better and yes. and and that is going to carry you to to move and ch- change your behavior and your body and your thoughts to maintain a positive attitude because 
nothing makes you slow down like just pessimism and negativity, which feels so good. <laughs> I love I love the fact that you are uh, that you are focusing on that because normally our 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 roles would be reversed, which is amazing. I'm I trying, love America. I'm like, do it. <laughs> Grab onto the unicorns and little stars that are out there in the world, man. But you know, with all of this, it it really is this experience of knowing you do need hope. I I I truly believe that. But beyond the hope, it's Little things can make a difference. I really, really do believe that, even though sometimes it's hard to implement. Okay, tell me what you mean. What are little things? I say little things, but they could be huge to other folks. I mean little things like, I am going to get up out of bed. I am going to wash my face. I am going to brush my teeth. And those for other people could be like, they're little. They're not, they don't mean, and they're meaningless things. But for other people, they're humongous. So... The ability to know how to start, I think, starts with you recognizing where you can initiate some effort. So you, you mean the little things like setting your goals or your tasks? Yes. Small yeah. to build. Yeah. And then inevitably it, it will, it's like a snowball, right? It'll get bigger and bigger. So we've jumped between setting your task low and then the emotional experiences of it. I think there's a period where you're marrying the two together mm -hmm. because inevitably you'll start your little tasks and sometimes you tell people th about them. And I remember, <laughs> I remember being afraid to tell somebody that I showered today because sometimes their reactions were like, oh, good for you. You know, like, like they don't recognize yeah. how hard it was for me to feed myself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the combo of the decision to make tasks and to to attend to your emotional health is batting away. When we talked about getting out of our own way, you are also batting away other people's judgments. <laughs> like they yeah. don't know how hard stuff is for you. I know that I at hard times I've also found a community like on Facebook where I saw other people post pictures of them cleaning up their room and it helped to normalize like that is really hard mm -hmm. <laughs> and we are going to celebrate the crap out of the fact that you showered and you picked up your room because I don't know if you can see the state of my office right now. My husband won't walk in here. <laughs> it gives him anxiety. <laughs> You know, yeah. and I can't handle whatever face I'm afraid he's going to make about the judgment about my room. So I just mm -hmm. have to like close it yeah. and and work on like, no, nope, I'm, I'm not working on my room right now. I'm not working on cleaning my room. I said my only goal is to shower and take a walk. I actually did say that. So now I'm telling you and everyone else. But it's a constant negotiation of these two things, like literally making the decision to do your little thing. And then dealing with all the emotion that comes from yourself or someone else about mm. judging you or yourself or what it is that you're doing or not doing. Where I where I struggle with what we're saying here is sometimes it it feels like it's this humongous monster that's there. Like th this is just me. You know, I I have to put every image in my head to be able to do work with anything. It's like this humongous monster that's kind of sitting there like, well, are you going to actually do anything? <laughs> and then you're like, I can do it. I can do it. And that's that self-talk and that discourse that you have to have to be like, it's okay. I'm going to navigate it. Yeah. And like kind of dodge this monster trying to stop you from doing it. And then being okay with being like, look, 
I made two steps closer, two steps closer to getting where I need to be. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. I'm okay. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's all we can do. I don't know if people are relating to what it literally feels like to be in the year 2022, the chaos and the slow paced and the feeling of this conversation does feel like where it feels like to be stuck for a long time and not know how to claw yourself out to have a functioning brain. You know, the the idea around what we're going to do this next couple of weeks too is, is just helping us kind of process all of this, right? Knowing how to get started, how do we take better care of ourselves? But as always, you are more than welcome to send us an email. Tell us what you want us to talk about. You send the email to podcast at mhanational.org. Give us your feedback. Tell us we want to explore X thing. And, you know, we do check out the email. So send them our way. Yes, please do. We've had people reach out. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's led to some really cool topics that we've explored. So New year, new topics, new friends. That's right. Yay. 